Anthony. Hey, how's it going, Mike? Welcome to the Eat Local CNY podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Tringale. And in this week's episode, my guest is... Mike Mint here from IBU Brewing. Well, for many people, their dream has finally come true. Yes, it is now possible to get local craft beer delivered straight to your door without ever having to leave your couch. In this conversation that I have with Mike Mintier from IBU Brewery, you'll learn exactly how IBU is offering this delivery service to their customers. If you enjoy listening to the Eat Local CMY podcast and finding out more about each and every guest that we have on, then consider subscribing to the podcast. As a subscriber, you'll be notified the moment a new episode is released. And don't forget to leave us a review and let us know what you think of the Eat Local CNY podcast. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Mike from IBU Brewery. Obviously, we're now in a COVID-19 world and breweries yep. are completely changing. Uh, well, every, all businesses are completely changing the way they're doing operations and breweries are no exception to that rule. So what have you been doing at IBU to switch things up and try and meet customers where they are? So the first thing that we did was um, Square was um, probably one of the hardest hit companies. Uh, they drive all of their revenue from bars, restaurants, breweries, swiping cards. And if bars, restaurants, and breweries don't have customers, they don't have card swipes. And so uh, Square was Johnny on the spot. They got um, a retail website set up for all their customers to use that uh, has built-in pickup and delivery. Um, they got that out probably a week after this all hit. So what, late March, early March, somewhere in there. Mm. So we jumped right onto that uh, right after the governor's order came down, uh, closing all tap rooms and restaurants. Um, so we're, we're set up there. It's uh, located at beermeibu.com. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah, it's fun. So we're doing, uh, we're doing curbside pickup. Uh, so we have people who come to the brewery and they look at the menu we have taped to the door and they order right there. We have folks who are ordering online for pickup and then we have folks who are ordering for delivery. Um, the way we have the delivery set up is if you get your order in before 5 p.m., we'll deliver it same day, no charge. Uh, if you get your order in after 5 p.m., we'll deliver it next day, no charge. Wow, that's awesome. Um, I have to say I've experienced a beer home delivery and it's amazing pretty fabulous right we called we placed an <laughs> order on like a saturday i forget what time and uh like a few hours later beer it was actually funny a few hours later we thought we heard something at the front door uh we opened the like we looked out the window and didn't see anybody and then we noticed wait a minute there's some beer sitting there and <laughs> then we got like a text notification said hey your beer is there you know have fun tonight and it was absolutely amazing um yeah it's um you know we're all um adapting right so the way i look at it business owners have um two options they can go uh lights out and try and ride the storm um or you can adapt and find the opportunities that the crisis presents Mm -hmm. Um, we have taken the latter choice. 
So uh, the ability to get our product into consumers' hands and provide them a service on top of that, we look as an opportunity uh, to, uh, number one, to drive revenue to keep our doors open, and number two, to serve our customers, right? And so um, it's, you know, I've, I've always said, and I think we've had this conversation in the past, it's about how we frame things in our mind. So if, you know, if you want to frame this crisis as, uh, you know, woe is me, this sucks, I'm not, you know, I can't do business, I'm just going to, you know, sit down and quit. Mm-hmm. That's one way of framing it in your mind. The other way is, okay, so these are the new rules. How do I operate inside these new rules? And, and what opportunities do these new rules present to us? And so the one thing we don't have stood up yet that we're looking to, and it involves a, a good deal more um, sourcing on our end and logistics is direct shipment of beers to consumers all throughout New York State. Mm, wow. That would be awesome. So the... Yeah, and so when the governor um, when the governor closed the tap rooms, uh, he instructed the state liquor authorities to su- suspend the rule that says we can't do that. So wineries have had the ability to do that for a while now, and uh, breweries, for whatever reason, have not. And so now, you know, we talk about opportunities in a crisis. This is an opportunity for us to uh, perhaps open other markets: Buffalo, Rochester, Utica, Albany. Plattsburgh, New York City, um, and and get our product into the hands of people who normally would have no opportunity to get our product, and and it doesn't require us to open physical location. Mm-hmm. So, low, little to no overhead with a lot of upside, as I see it. You know, you were, and I've said this before to you. I've said it on multiple other podcasts, so this is not the first time I've said what I'm about to say. But IBU. It was, is one of three food service businesses that I've pointed to in the past and I've said, if you're looking for an intelligent way to open up a business and scale, look at, I've said, Glazed and Confused, IBU, and Kasai Ramen. And those reasons for... Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, for me, those reasons are because, um, and you especially did it, and very intentionally and very slow, but you didn't open up and day one, we're going to be in a hundred restaurants and we're going to have this keg service and we're going to have everything bottled and canned and growlers and can you know, you really specifically uh, took your time in expanding. And I think that's probably, I'd imagine to your success, you know, um, uh, to take your time and make sure that things are kind of working and fluid before you try and get too huge and massive. So, so, and, and uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, uh, with that in mind, was it challenging to kind of be able to, was it challenging to make the decision to go to pickup and delivery so quickly? Uh, did you kind of wrestle with that? Cause it was such a fast turnaround or were you kind of somewhat prepared for it? Yeah. So I'm not going to lie and, and say that it was an easy decision. Um, you know, when, when you know, this all kind of descended upon us in a very short period of time. And so again, the, the, there were two paths forward. One was to shutter the business and ride it out. And, uh, I'm, I'm of the belief that until we have a widely distributed functioning of uh, vaccine for this virus, that we're not going to see uh, large groups of people wanting 
to gather in close proximity. So, uh, you know, the governor can come out and say the ban is lifted. The president can come out and say, you know, social distancing is uh, being reduced or, you know, the powers that be can say, yes, let's reopen the economy until my consumer has confidence that they're not going to get sick going out in public. I just don't see large groups of people. Now, now, you know, don't get me wrong. There are people who have plenty of appetite for risk who are cooped up and they want to get out. And, and I understand that completely, but in terms of uh, percentage of market share, I just, I don't see a large portion of my market share again, wanting to gather in close quarters and, and, you know, especially for us, I've yet to find a uh, N95 mask that has a built-in straw. <laughs> and so, you know, until until people feel confident gathering in groups, it just my vision for the future is pickup and delivery. Now, um, I may be proved wrong in that respect, um, but that's my view. And so if that's my view, it, I can't there's no way I can shutter the business for the you know 12 to 18 months it's going to take for us to get to that vaccine moment. And so then my only other option, you know, unless I just want to, you know, quit, my only option is to um, set up delivery and pickup. And so, you know, it, it took me a couple of days to come to that conclusion and to, to look at what was involved. But once the decision was made, we moved. And, you know, one of the opportunities, you know, not opportunities, but one of the advantages of um, moving slowly as we have is that we haven't gotten out ahead of ourselves in terms of financing. And so, you know, one of the things that brewing requires is money and a lot of it. And so because we have yet to push into that next growth step, we're actually a little more uh, able to handle to weather this storm because we don't have uh, large debt service payments that, that we have to service. So that's, that's kind of been an advantage of our, uh, uh, you know, slow and steady approach to growth. Yeah. With everything that's, I, with everything that's been going on, have you noticed, are you, well, have, have sales dropped significantly or are things about the same? Have they gotten busier now that you have different options for people to get the product? Yeah, I'd say we're doing somewhere between half and two thirds of what we were doing revenue wise. Wow. Um, so it's, uh, we're, we're covering our bills. So that's important. We're covering our rent. We're covering our utilities. Uh, we were successful in securing a PPP loan. Awesome. So we have eight weeks of, uh, our labor costs covered. And so we're kind of socking away the money that we're saving so that when we get to the end of that eight weeks, um, we've got something that should we need to draw upon it, we can, um, but again, you know, our, our task, the task in front of us right now is to spread the word as wide and as far as possible in Syracuse at first that this service exists. Again, you know, free delivery, mm-hmm. or if you'd like to get out of the house, you can come uh, pick up curbside, um, help people to understand that we are open, we are operating, we're making beer and we're selling beer. <clears throat> and and work to grow that. And so even after we get on the other side of this crisis, that business still exists. Now, whether or not uh, Albany in its infinite wisdom allows us to continue to do home delivery or direct ship, 
and trust me, I'll be uh, lobbying my representatives to allow that to remain. Um, it's it's a you know it's another piece of business on top of the tap room once we get back to tap room operation. Yeah, yeah. I I mean everyone is speculating. No one knows what to expect. Things to. Uh, go back to or if things are going to go back to normal after this or when it's going to be done or anything like that, right? Like no one has of course. the playbook. Um, I, everyone is kind of saying a similar thing, and I guess I'm in agreement, which is it's probably going to be some version of this. You know, we, you know, look at other, you know, parts of the world and people wearing masks and, um, you know, for a while it's been like, well, that's weird. And now I think, you know, we're probably going to be, uh, in that boat ourselves and people are going to want to keep a distance and, you know, maybe stay Agreed. home a little bit more often or maybe just put their time and their money into different things. And I think for businesses, they're going to have to find ways to meet those customers where they're going to be. And I really hope that New York state does continue to allow the beer delivery if nothing but for my satisfaction. Yeah, <laughs> no. And I hear that. And, and so again, um, it, as a business owner, you have really two choices in this world, adapt or die. And, and that's it. And so, um, you know, we're going to have, unfortunately, a number of businesses that close their doors. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's a completely understandable. You know, this is a crisis. Um, some people adapt faster than others. Uh, some people are more comfortable with change than others. And so, again, um, I don't. You know, people people like to say there's no there's no playbook for this, and and I would disagree. Um, I would say that if you look at the the uh, case studies, the game theory that epidemiologists have done, mm. they've been pretty spot on <laughs> about how this was all going to go. And so, um, again, the new normal is social distancing is. Uh, you know, uh, being vigilant on hygiene and masks again, until we get a vaccine. Cause the real, the real danger, the, the real threat from this virus is the fact that you can be an active carrier, an active spreader of the disease for up to 14 days and not even know it. You know, a lot of the plagues and pandemics we faced in the past, you were really only contagious once you were symptomatic. And and that's the real devil of this one is that people feel healthy. They don't think there's a problem. They're not, they have no fever and they're out and about. Mm. And, and so they're, and all they're doing is spreading the disease. Yeah. And I think that's really the confidence killer in, in all of this is, you know, I go, I go uh, to Home Depot to get some parts for the brewery and I got my mask on and I'm walking by people and I'm just thinking to myself, huh. I wonder if he has it. I wonder if he has it. I wonder yeah. if she has it. And it's just you don't know because there's no outward signs. And so, again, until we have a vaccine, I don't see things. I mean, I you know, we're going to have uh, municipalities in the south, um, municipalities in the Midwest, and they're going to take a go at reopening. And they'll be the canary in the coal mine. I don't I don't envy the their position. I know that they have a lot of pressure from their constituency, but, um, I just think it's, they're going to see a rising case rate and then they're going to have to reenact lockdown measures. And it's just going to, it's going to kill any confidence that people may have had. Whereas, um, you know, our, our governor, love him or hate him, 
has, in my opinion, taken the uh, correct approach. We, you know, we loosen up a, a thing here and a thing there, and we watch, mm-hmm. we look, we, 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 we wait for results. Okay, we're safe doing that. Let's unlock a little bit more and watch. Because really, again, if we have to go into full lockdown mode like we did in March, it's, it's going to kill consumer confidence in a way that makes the first go-round of this just pale in comparison. Yeah, the thing that worries me the most is what you just said, and also considering the fact that, you know, right now people are, you know, maybe not everybody because, you know, it's been such a debacle, but people are getting paid. If they've lost their jobs or been furloughed. They're getting unemployment. You know, there's federal money behind it. There's local government, you know, there's state money behind it. Uh, my concern is if it does go on much longer um, and we can't open back up for understandable and, you know, uh, important reasons such as everyone's health uh, is, you know, w- you know, is there going to be enough money for, you know, the entire country to still collect those benefits and, you know, get their unemployment. So that's kind of, that's kind of where my focus is just in, if I'm afraid of anything, it's that. Yeah. And, and so, you know, um, it's as with all things in life, it's a balancing act. And so, um, you know, if we get into a situation where the consumer is afraid to go to work, is afraid to, you know, go out and consume or, um, you know, outside of businesses that can do delivery like Amazon, like ourselves, you know, you have these certain businesses that can't deliver their services. And so, um, the, you know, an economy is all about confidence, right? right? Confidence in the dollar, confidence that we're not going to get uh, a fatal illness when we go out and consume. And so, you know, uh, I, you know, outside of the health concerns and outside of the economic concerns, this is all a giant confidence game. And so, um, we have to be very, very careful that, you know, the, the idea is, is to get out of this completely in as timely a fashion as is possible. And again, I think that if we go into round two of a lockdown, that all that really does is extend the time that we have to take these extraordinary measures in terms of making sure people can eat, making sure people can pay their rent through federal and state unemployment benefits. Um, and so, you know, you look at, you look at what some other countries are doing. I think Denmark had a pretty solid idea where they said, everybody keeps their job and the federal government will be paying the wages of all of the employees. Hmm. Right. And so, and then basically what that does is that that allows businesses, the minute that these, these restrictions lift, the minute that they can get back to business. They don't have this lag of having to hire new employees, having to rehire people, the whole rehiring process, the paperwork, the, the search for employees. It's it's a it becomes much easier to um, figuratively flip the switch, right? Yeah. And so, um, you know, I we for a number of reasons <laughs> we don't necessarily need to get into. We use a, a hodgepodge of systems again, both the state and federal level, to get money into the hands of the workers so that, you know, they don't lose their home and they can feed their kids. And so, um, again, the the goal of everybody should be to get to the other side of this and whatever that looks like, 
in as quickly a fashion as possible that also doesn't destroy consumer confidence through, um, you know, the disease reemerging. So, you know, that, that's my, that's my soapbox feel. <laughs> um, you know, you know, if I had the magic wand, that's what I would be doing, but I'm not an election official. I'm just a, you know, a brewery owner. <laughs> <laughs> well, with, with, with that said, Mike, tell everybody where they can find IBU and how they can buy your beer. Absolutely. So you can hop online. You go to beermeibu.com. That's beermeibu.com. Uh, we're doing growler fills. So we do both. Um, uh, we'll fill your growler if you'd like to bring it to the brewery. Um, and you can order that online. Uh, we can provide you a fresh growler uh, if you would like. And that's also available online. And then we had cans. So uh, right now uh, we are pushing hard to increase our inventory of cans and decrease our inventory of uh, draft beer, keg beer, um, because just from a consumer convenience standpoint, delivery standpoint, um, cans are the easier format for getting our product into the hands of consumers. And so again, you go to beermeibu.com and everything that we have available is on there for pickup or delivery. Again, uh, if you del- get your delivery order in before 5 p.m., we'll deliver same day. If you get your delivery order in after 5 p.m., we deliver next day. Both of those are no charge. And if you keep an eye out, we'll be increasing significantly the number of varieties of beer we have in can. Well, Mike, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. And uh, everybody get out there and check out IBU. Anthony, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And don't forget to connect with Eat Local CMY online at eatlocalcmy.com or on social media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Thank you so much, and we will see you at the next episode. Thank you.